We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Bonjour. Bonjour, mes amis. Qu'est-ce que tu vas faire demain? What am I doing tomorrow? Mm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not recording a podcast. No, no. No, sorry. Le poisson, le poisson. <laughs> did you miss the inclusion of that song? I didn't. Oh, Actually, no, I didn't no, miss it. No, I didn't miss it. DLs, uh, I saw the Little Mermaid. Yeah, she did. It was quite the experience. Um, in case you don't follow me on Instagram, I did share the fact that I took Raffle. I was like, she's five. I've heard people say four-year-olds are fine. Not my daughter. No. Not my daughter. She's not ready. I love that you said last week, I'm definitely not taking my kids. Society made me feel like I should. <laughs> like, I started to see all these, like, parents go on dates with their kids to go see The Little Mermaid. And I was like, no, don't be selfish, Gem. Take <laughs> Raffaella. Full of regret. What'd she do? So the cinema was relatively empty. We went at a 4 p.m. session on a weekday. Yep. So that's to be expected. I would say there were 10 people mm-hmm. dotted around. Mm-hmm. And so hundreds of empty seats, yep. of course. And Rafa proceeded to, after 20 minutes into the film, started mountain goating <laughs> over all of the seats. Scaling the cinema. Yep. Running up and down the aisles. Yep. And then she discovered the empty bit at the front Uh, of the screen oh god and she went mommy is that a stage and I was like it's not a stage it's not a stage you're not allowed to go down next minute she's like gone and she just started doing cartwheels back and forth yeah it's fun through under the sea just Mm. living her best life just and it was so distracting just this little silhouette pop rocket dancing and flipping around you you can't let that be other people's experience of the little mermaid so what'd you do about it Oh, I just did the, not my kid. Oh, Gemma. I did. And I shrank into my seat. Peanut. I didn't want to get up (laughs) and out myself. Oh, right. Because then people would know you were the mum. Yeah. So instead you're like, oh, well, they'll just let it be. Thankfully, the cinema's not full. Sorry to the eight other people in the cinema that you've got this kid dancing. Oh, my God. I reckon there's a chance one of them was a DL. Probably. And they're going to be like, that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Taking Rafa was something I was not smart about, but something I was smart about was I took my mum <laughs> and my mum wasn't that invested. She's like, babe, this is your Disney childhood yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So when Rafa got to a point of uncontainable, mm-hmm. like she was like a wild caged animal she in a cinema. doesn't want to sit in the movies. No. Has she ever done the movies before? Yes. Oh. We took her to the Orpheum yeah. to an Elsa sing-along. Okay. okay. When Different I say vibe. we, I mean my mum. Of course, I her. just assumed. <laughs> and, uh, and she was three years old, mm-hmm. three and a half, and my mum said, I'll never do that again. Oh, right. It was the worst decision ever. But now she's five. Mum was like, she'll be ready. Mm. Remember last time it was a disaster. We've waited a year and a half. Let's mm-hmm. take Raph to Little Mermaid. No. So do you know what they did? They left the movie yep. and went to the library. Okay. And you got to finish it in peace. I did. From which point? Like 20 minutes in. Oh my God. 20 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, well that's... Oh no. Rafa is... A nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. And I'm okay with that. 
Oh my god. Okay, not a movie girl. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry because it's such a like parenting hack. Yeah. But to be like, you know what? I've got a parent today, but I don't want to. I know the movies because mm. you can kind of sit there for three hours and you've killed three hours. They've done something that's you know enriched their brain, but you didn't have to get up or talk to anyone. Yeah. Sorry. It was upsetting. You know what? Raph's bestie Riley was there. Mm-hmm. Sat through the whole film, mm. beginning to end. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It is by five, you kind of think, yeah. Yeah. Look, it was a hard direct comparison to witness. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, it's just my kid that's incapable of sitting down. And it just took me back to what like Rafa's kindy report said where they were like during group time, we have to give her a fidget toy to focus her. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, that's my kid. It's cool. Anyway, so because she left Mm. with my mum. Yeah. You got to enjoy it. I did. And did you love it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. You, do you agree with my 11 out of 10 rating? Uh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. I give it a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. It wasn't perfect. 11 out of 10 is like, I cannot fault this film. <laughs> do you know what I can fault? <laughs> what? Javier Bardem. What? Yeah. No, nah, hard disagree. We need to start this episode. No. I'm shutting I, this no, down. No, I want to talk about it. Okay, I, but we need to start the episode, then we can talk about he it. He was a wooden mermaid. All right, let's, let's start the episode. <laughs> We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Pina on the gram, along with my co-host... Kate Revs. Now, what the hell are you talking about? You're talking shit about daddy? Oh, Javier Bardem? Barely a daddy. <gasps> okay. I thought that... So, and that anime- takes 1.5 points off the whole movie? Not just that. Okay. Sebastian. Weak. Yeah, yeah. Weak. <laughs> weak performance. You can't come in... At a 70% energy level yeah, yeah, yeah. for a character yeah. when the OG animation is 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt animated King Triton had more heart and soul oh. than Javier Bardem. Okay, well. I did. At her. <laughs> yeah, at me. I don't mind. I'll take it. I stand by it. I agree with Sebastian, but I do think he was a little bit um, betrayed by the animation itself. Because the crab had tiny eyes. Mm. And all, in animation, all you've got is eyes, right? I feel like Flounder, similar thing happened. Yep. But Flounder Schmounder, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't play a Jacob, lot. what's his name from that film, Room. Yeah, a, he a was, kid. Yeah. yeah, he was 12 years old when he recorded it. I'm like, cute. Yeah. But Flounder's always been cute. He's not yeah. been like an awesome character. But Sebastian has yeah. such a big role. Yeah. I actually don't think it was the issue with the animation. Oh, I, she's coming for David Diggs. Yeah, I'm, I have to say it was okay. a flat performance. And yeah. do you know what I put it down to? Maybe it's the actor in yeah. me. Maybe I'm coming from the actor POV. But I truly believe he was too focused on nailing the accent. Oh, he was he was doing the Rasta. Yeah, the okay. Caribbean yeah. accent. And I, I just I could see the actor going, okay. I need to get this as authentic as possible because we're doing a live action version. Yeah, okay. And I've been guilty of this. Yeah. When you're too focused on an accent, your performance goes flat and it loses light and shade and mm. texture and colour because you're not fully comfortable in the accent. Mm. And I think that's what his problem was. You know, there's a bit in the animation where Sebastian goes, oh, and then you will just be 
miserable. Yeah. You know that yeah, drama? Yeah. And he just went, oh, and you will just be miserable. Yeah, do you yeah. See, do you hear the flatness? Welcome to the Little Mermaid podcast. <laughs> yeah, German <laughs> We now just dissect Little Mermaid every week. Hey, DLs, P.S. <laughs> this dissection of a movie is mine and Rebs's whole relationship. It's our whole relationship. From when we're 11 years old. Yeah, that's yeah. all we did. We, like, we do. You need to go watch that thing so we can talk about it. Yes, and we talk. And, and there's no audience, <laughs> but we just, for ourselves. But do you kind oh, of agree? Yeah, I do agree. I will say, loved how they solved the narrative issues between yep. Ariel and Eric yep. falling in love. I yep. believed it. Yeah, same. They earned it. And I understand now why the film is two hours and 15 yep. minutes long because yep. that additional 40 minutes is spent on really fleshing out their friendship. Yeah. You and know? that they have this common um, interest in antiques. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> but how that beautiful way. that Ariel has oh. her grotto yeah. under the sea and then he's, he's got his, his version lair. of the grotto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also like just little details. Like there was a window, a circular window mm-hmm. at the top of his library mm-hmm. collection room, which yeah. kind of mirrors the top of her grotto. Yeah. Anyway, I just loved it. What did it. you think of Eric's new number? I loved it. I did too, but if I have any notes. Oh, yeah. Let's go on. He can, Opposite to Sebastian, he comes in at 11. And then it's like, if you come in at 11, you've got, you go? go. <laughs> you got nowhere to go. You've got nowhere to go. you got nowhere to go. He's like, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you know, take us to dinner first. Yeah. I've actually <laughs> heard that actor say that he died when he watched himself. Oh. And then he was like, but don't we all feel that way? Like we watch ourselves and we're like, oh no. Like, And the chick playing Ariel's like, no, no I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And wasn't she brilliant? She, amazing. Amazing. I am obsessed. I know. She's so her. cool as well. She is Ariel. Yeah. She embodies her essence. Yeah. And now I understand the casting. Totally. She's amazing. Because, you know, the director said, I don't look for actors to play the role I hope actors come in and, and own it and stake claim yeah they claim it yeah of the role and mm-hmm. I go yes you're it yeah. and he said that she came in she set the bar and no one beat it yeah. so it was like you're her have you found her performance at the Disneyland park of the have you found that yet on YouTube I have deep dived yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed flawless. I learned about her sister yeah, like flawless. <laughs> just She's incredible. She's incredible. Lawless. Yeah. And and everything that you said, Revs, about the detail of the hair. Mm, stunning. You know, the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, the production design is next level. If it doesn't win a bunch of Oscars, mm. I'll be cranky. Yeah. And Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. dream Ursula. Yeah. I thought she elevated the animation as opposed to the Sebastian. When totally. It fell under. You had to give more. Next week on Under the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go into the score. <laughs> so on the topic of animation and movies and actors and drama. Here we go. Jem's got news, y'all. I do. So little update. Tomorrow I'm running a one-hour drama class during group time at Rafa's kindergarten. It's booked in. I didn't know it was until I went and did kindy drop-off this morning. That's the least interesting detail about this whole thing, but sure. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm unprepared, but... I'm going to, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. Great. Yeah. I, I, I'm breaking out in hives Why? under my jumper. Why? I'm just, I, I don't know. Are you going to film it? You got to film it. How am I going to film it? Set your camera up. Do you you got to get some stuff for us. I'll see what I can rustle up, but I'm not making any promises because I'm there to be present with the kids. Yeah. Oh you know, I'm there to run a class. You know, when I turned up <sighs> to drop off Raf's like room leader teacher, she was like, oh, 
oh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, and she was like, yeah, the kids are psyched. And then Rafa goes, mommy, you're coming in to do three little pigs. And then her bestie Riley's like, Auntie Jam, are you coming tomorrow? Oh and I was like, well, that's it. I'm committed. Okay. So we know that your educators are DLs. Yes. I'm, I'm speaking to you guys directly now. I would love you to email me. <laughs> a voice note with how this goes tomorrow <laughs> please open your phone and put down a voice note and say you know what I don't have time for <laughs> oh brutal <laughs> no you can be as honest as you want I'm sure it'll be a runaway success but we need some inside intel on how this goes so educators of gems kindy please email hello at we don't have time for this.com with a fair, frank, and honest review of Gemma's drama, TM. <laughs> and educators of Raf's kindy, I would also like to apologize on the mic that I didn't know it was tomorrow. And um, <laughs> the truth of the matter is I just forgot our conversation where you said, oh, we can't do next week because there's a show coming in, but can you do the following week? And yeah. I went, yeah, sure. And then I control alt deleted it from my brain. Anyway, I just feel mega guilt about it, but sometimes being thrust. Do you know what the gift is, Rev? What's the gift, babe? I don't have time to overthink, overprepare. I'm just throwing myself in tomorrow. When was the last time you had time to overthink or overprepare anything? I don't have time 2010? Like, okay. I don't have time. <laughs> well, Godspeed, everyone at the kindy. <laughs> I hope you have a great time. It's going to be fun. I'm going to run a stretch class. Oh, my God. I've thought it through, right? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, I'll do an update next week. Can't wait. No one asked. <laughs> But I'm sharing oh, it anyway. Oh, dear. So this is the perfect pivot, Rebs, to yeah. um, your daughter. Yes. So my beautiful daughter, Isla, has been – if you follow me on Instagram, will know she's been working on a speech for many, many weeks. It has felt like a long time. Long like time. even for me, I'm like, yeah. oh, has she not done that There's this yet? thing in New South Wales. It's like a public speaking competition. It's, it starts in year three and basically they give out four or five topics and you pick a topic. Everyone has to do one in class. It's like part of the curriculum. And then from the class, they pick two kids to go to the next stage and blah, blah, blah. And then the ultimate final is at Parliament House in Canberra. And it's like the best from around the States come and do their speeches, whatever. Anyway, Isla's been working on her speech for the topic race no way for like six weeks Love and her. she did it in her class and then her teacher got sick so they had to postpone and then, oh, they had to no. blah, blah, blah. and then so you do your speech and then there's an impromptu so you get five minutes with a new topic to come up with an impromptu speech um, so question yeah. did other kids do that same topic I don't know I don't know what the breakdown in the class was but they could pick from four or five topics and she picked that one but it's all about like multiculturalism the whole year of, mm. of topics up some of them are like one of them was a safe place to call home oh, wow. things like that yeah. so they're quite thought-provoking it's it's awesome that yeah. they run this whole thing and for some kids it's their absolute worst nightmare and the, just the act of standing up in front of the class and doing a speech no matter how good it is whatever is like massive bravery and really good for their development mm. and some kids thrive and you know like anything like a sports day you know, this is Isla's sports day, right? So yeah. she's like, I can do this. She loves writing things. She had a little palm cards. Oh, I love her. She practiced and practiced and practiced to the point where she didn't even look at her palm cards. Like she knew it off by heart. They were just a crutch. Been practicing every day. She's been finessing it and like doing it at family dues and, you know, getting everyone's input. Anyway, she's just loved it. It's been amazing to watch her love it. And worked so hard on it. Anyway, she got th- she was the person selected from her class. Of course 
course she was. And then she did the like school-wide competition. Mm. Anyway, she came third and the first and second are the only ones who go through. But the first oh. and second were in year four. Pipped at the post and by she year is in four year, kids. She is in year three. So I'm so proud of her. But it's just like... It's wild to just be like, this is how the parents of kids at like the swimming carnival who crush it (laughs) must feel, right? Like you're like, I'm sitting there in the audience and I'm like, they can't hear her. She's going to speak louder. Come on, louder. I didn't hear that word. Enunciate. Enunciate. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) when I'm listening to the other kids, I'm like, adorable. So well done. Like no no notes, you know. But when your own kid's up there, you're like quietly inside. And I am like really strict with myself in not doing anything for her. Like I'm like... I can help, you know, I love public speaking. It's one of the things I, and she, she asked me if I would help her and I helped her, but I'm very, very aware of doing anything for her, right? Because mm. we all know those kids at school whose parents did their homework. Mm-hmm. You know them, you remember yeah, them. Of course. It messed up. I think it's messed up. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point if you just do it for them? Like, I'm happy for my kids to like not be good at some subjects to work out early on. Hey, this is not my skill. I'm not good at whatever, X, Y, Z. Happy to help with her with this, and I thought. So, well, could you hear in other speeches when parents were involved? None of these speeches were purely written in isolation by the kids. That's why they have the impromptu part of the competition. It's their undoing. Well, it's for some, <laughs> you know, because like, sure, I guess, I guess some kids could just learn a speech their parents mm. had written, do it well, but then they're like, okay, you've got five minutes to go write a speech on X. And then they can't do it, you know. Mm. So it's, I think it's the way of evening it out. Yeah, it's clever. But yeah, you can hear in these kids like, okay, you've practiced this in the dining room and you've had coaching, not coaching like professional, but I mean like your parents have helped you, right? Mm. But I was like, I can actually offer some notes here. Oh, you were a director. Yes, I can give some public speaking things. And I did that annoying thing to her where she's like, our parents and teachers. I'm like, our who? She's like, our parents and teachers. I'm like, parents and who? (laughs) You know, like that annoying thing where you're trying to teach them to listen to themselves and enunciate. Oh my God, I can just imagine your coaching, sorry, not coaching sessions with Isla. (laughs) Notes. I'm just listening and giving my honest feedback. Anyway, it was adorable. I was crazy proud of her. I observed the competitive nature in myself rear up its head. I feel like I kept a nice healthy lid on it, but also lol we all just want our kids to do so well don't we of course we do but yeah I'm really really proud of her but it's so proud it's just I always find it funny to be in that parent situation of like all right so how competitive am I allowed to feel (laughs) like how can I be supportive to all the children who are just doing really well here but also go Isla Mm. you've got this (laughs) but do you know what the challenging thing is with Isla being into drama or public speaking or you know auditioning for the sound of music and all of that is there's a degree of it being so subjective. Mm -hmm. Like when I think about Mm. sports carnivals Mm -hmm. and sport moms Mm -hmm. and sport dads is that stopwatch doesn't lie. Clear winner. Yes. So it's not debatable. Um, You can't dispute it. It's like, yeah, that kid outran or outswam my Mm -hmm. kid. Mm -hmm. But when it's public speaking and it's open to subjective opinions, Mm It's harder as a parent, yeah. I think, to not... To be like, she was better than that guy. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, don't worry, they just... That kid got through because their parents on the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, lol. Yeah. Actually, this is true. This is reminding me of a chat I had literally last night. I've got a girlfriend whose daughter is in the process of auditioning for a film. Huge. And she is not 
like us. Like she has no experience, but she was an elite sports person. And I had to say to her on the FaceTime last night, she was like, you know, I feel like she needs to study. She needs to do this and this and this. And I'm like, hey, babe, actually, no. Like I hate to, I can hear your elite basketball training coming through right now. And I hear you, you think for her to get onto this team, she needs to train X, Y, Z and get her layup right. It's so different. I said, you're actually going to make her shit the bed if she's trying to be anything other than herself. I said, casting comes down to like whatever the director and casting director feel is a good mix. And the only way she's going to get cast is if it's just meant to be hers and she's Mm -hmm. just herself. I'm like, you need to back off with the sport mom stuff. And she's like, okay, can you keep telling me that? Because I feel like absolutely (laughs) what you've said. Like I'm like coming at this from like a basketball coach angle. I'm like, it's really, it's the opposite. There's just alchemy involved and you can't like force it. I can't remember if I shared this or not on the potty previously, but when I came out of drama school, it was very theater intensive Mm. in terms of its training. And then somewhere in the final year, they're like, oh, we better throw in some film and television acting skills. And actually when you come out of acting school, the majority, the strong majority of your auditions is for film and television. And a very small percentage is actually for theater. Yeah. (laughs) And film and TV acting is so different to theater. I remember having to unlearn a bit of my training because I was too well-trained. I was too on voice. Mm -hmm. I was hitting the back stalls of a 600 seater theater when television and film is about the camera coming to you Mm. and drawing your audience Mm -hmm. in and your performance can be much more intimate, but yeah, to not act, but rather to react Mm. is how you approach Mm. film and television. Anyway, Ah. you know, us parents, it's funny. Like it's always the thing that you kind of resonate with. Like if, you know, she gets really, she's just a competitive girl and she likes to achieve. Mm. And so she was really intense with the swimming carnival. She really hard on that. And I wasn't nearly as invested. I was like, yeah, go girl. I'm really proud of you because you're working hard, but I'm not like, it's not your area of interest, babe. No, but I was like, Hey, just say we go to Canberra. I'll come. (laughs) we'll be fun we'll make a weekend of it (laughs) maybe next year yes maybe that'll be her year well I'm just super proud of her but it's just really interesting to notice your parental what your shadow work shadow shit your shadow mom we all have a shadow mom don't we ever don't we ever what's yours gonna be oh I'm sure when Rafa's deeper into gymnastics I'll be like yes she fucking nailed the landing she landed it she stuck it (laughs) she stuck it (laughs) I hope you get a ballet kid. Is there any chance with Iggy? Oh, God, I don't know. Look, I don't want to project, but if you were to ask me right now, right this second, I'd say Iggy is more of like a gamer kid. Yeah. He's just plugged into screens. I have to work really hard to tear him away from screens. Mm. Like if I yell out in the household, all right, kiddos, we're going outside. Rafa's like, yay, gets a helmet, like ready to go. Iggy's like, <laughs> we have to go outside. It's yeah. like, yeah, 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 you need some fresh air. She's like, but I want to watch Bob the Builder for the 1700th time today. <laughs> anyway, each to their own. Each to their own. Yeah, my, my sister's like, oh, yeah, I've definitely got a gamer in one of my sons. You know, She's mm. like, he's just a chill at home kind of dude. That's okay. From one chill at home person to another. We do exist. But in the same way that sport isn't your area of interest, mm. like – that level of gaming is not mine. Yeah, like no, I, no, no, no. You know, I hear of gamer widows. You know, mm. I joke about being a surf widow mm. or there's mums who say I'm a golf widow. Mm. I think gaming widow is is a rough one. Sure is because it's like you're there but you're not there. Yeah, you're in <laughs> yeah. another sphere but in the same room as me. And then there's all this shit in our house with wires and oh, cords yeah, no and thanks. 
fucking cartridges consoles yeah consoles and special all that. chairs <laughs> oh yeah nah that is not does not fit my aesthetically pleasing you'd need Pinterest to have one. a man cave if you had a gamer partner wouldn't you? you just have to send them to the gaming room <laughs> do you know what i don't have time for what don't you have time for Iggy losing his ride or die, Blue Mimi. <sighs> the internet is mourning. Yeah. Like the Facebook group is crying. We are trying to find an, another stinky Blue Mimi. Okay. So, okay. For context. For context. Set it up. What happened? Did you lose him at Vivid? Well, let me rewind back even further because. Okay. And what is Blue Mimi? Exactly. DLs <laughs> might not know. It's a jelly cat bunny. Everyone gets gifted one yep. for their first pregnancy. They're divine. They are. There's a reason why they're the most popular thing mm-hmm. amongst kids. He's got a blue one. He actually has a green one, a brown one, a gray one, and a white one. He has many. They were my backups. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because it's not OG Blue Mimi. And as touched, and I mean genuinely touched as I am for the DLs in the Facebook group to kind of rally to try and locate another Blue Mimi, the thought is beyond sweet, but it, it's not, it doesn't help. It's not going to cut it. It's no, it's not. So is, he, is Blue Mimi not for sale anymore? Is that what's going on? No, Blue Mimi is for sale, but oh, it's, right. not, it's not OG. It's not going to smell Mimi. right. No, it's and not going to look downtrodden. Yeah, it's not skanky <laughs> it's enough. Not, you need you to know? run over with a car a few times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, so to cut a long story short, did not happen on my watch. I will say uh, that. I, it was a Sunday afternoon. And I went to my parents to do some work because I can't work at home when there's kids about. And Hubs, bless him, was building his new bed mm-hmm. for his room. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Hubs' bed? Yeah. <laughs> Hubs' bed. It's no longer the guest bedroom, it's his room. Oh, goodness. And we're full. It's official. Yeah, it's official. And we fully own it now. Like, that's his Please room. Please get him a sign. Yeah. Daddy's the, the, room. The kids call it Daddy's room. <laughs> and Mummy's room. They full, It's going to be very oh. confusing for Rafa and Iggy when they grow up. And I don't know, I can just foresee like Rafa moving in with her first serious boyfriend when she's like 23 or something. And then she's like, well, we need a two bedroom apartment. And they're like, why? Babe, babe, babe. it's going to happen way earlier than that when she goes for a sleepover or someone else's house and they go, that's my mum and dad's room. And she's going to be like, what? (laughs) They sleep together. And then the kid's going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about, Rafa? And she'll be like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mummy has her room and Daddy has his room. (laughs) We do. And you know what? I've taken full ownership for ages. I used to say to Hubs, oh, it's in our room, Mm -hmm. if he was looking for something. Mm -hmm. But now I say, oh, it's it's in in my my room. room. (laughs) And I've added floral bedding. Like I've lent in before I'd be a bit more neutral and a bit Mm. more considered with him. Mm -hmm. But now Is he allowed to use your bathroom? (laughs) He does. Yeah. That, that isn't a yes. <laughs> I get annoyed. <laughs> he leaves clipped whiskers in the sink. It drives me oh insane. It's fine. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. We digress. Mm-hmm. So, he's, so building he's building his bed, bed <laughs> for his own room because he was on a broken bed for ages. And I was like, I said to Hubs, I'm oh kind God. of not okay with this. Like we need to, because it was the forgotten guest bedroom. The dog house. Let's yes. call it what it is. All right. <laughs> I said to him, you know what, babe, let's make your room <laughs> like a nice space. I got a conscience. Okay. I was like, I feel like I got the best room. <sighs> but the thing is, my husband would sleep in a swag. Mm-hmm. Like that's how mm-hmm. basic he He yeah. does not care yeah. at all. Anyway, <laughs> so I bought him a new bed. Okay. I bought him a new mattress oh. as well. He just, he needed to build some shit. So anyway, he was building it and I was like, I'm out. 
and he involved the kids. Like nice. as I was leaving the house, nice. I could hear him say, hey, Iggy, do you want to help me hammer this? Nice. Or Raph, do you want to help me drill? Oh, who's going to be my helper? It was very nice. sweet. Anyway, fast forward to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. I come home. We finish off bedtime routine. We put Iggy to bed and I'm like, where's Mimi? And Iggy's like, where's Blue Mimi? Search, panic rises. Where's Blue Mimi? Then Hubs goes, huh, I went to that neighbor across the road's house. The kids played on the trampoline there. Then we went to our direct next door neighbors and we had afternoon drinks there. So then we're like texting all our neighbors being like, have you guys seen Iggy's Blue Mimi? Response is no. That one of them was like, I searched outside and out the front of the house and inside. I was like, I'm so sorry you've gone to this much effort. Anyway, no dice. Oh my God. Yeah. Is it under the bed? Perhaps we have looked. Okay. But the new built bed. Yes, we've looked. Did you not build it into the bed? So the new <laughs> built bed has under the bed drawer storage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And nope, it's not in there. But could it be underneath? It's just a hollow frame oh. with bed slats. Okay. There's no... Okay. Juicy corner okay. for it to get lost in. Oh my God. Have you turned I, your house upside down? We really have. And I suggested to Hubs, do you reckon that with all the cardboard yeah. and the foam that came with the bed that you like scooped it up? And he was like, no, I've gone through all the rubbish. Oh my God. Anyway, do you know what we did? We checked the security cameras. Yes. Yes. And last scene. Yes, last scene. <laughs> At 3.45 okay. p.m., okay. we have visual of Iggy walking out the front door with Blue Mimi. Okay. Then he walks back into the house. Six minutes passes. He walks back out the front of the house to see Hubs put all the rubbish in the bins. And then they run into the neighbors and they're like, come over for a play. And then they don't return home. Does he have Blue Mimi at six minutes past? No. Oh, so it's in the house. He had six minutes in the house to to lose lose Blue Mimi. Mimi. So it's in the house. It has to be. It has to be. But we have upturned oh my god you're gonna find it when you like renovate a bathroom or something oh my god revs we have searched everywhere you need a sniffer dog (laughs) seriously it must be easy for a sniffer dog because it stinks it's doing our head in oh my god so okay so what happened that night he didn't sleep (gasps) like i'm talking i maybe got two hours and he he was up 10 plus times like i lost count and I felt really bad. I did that awful, I'm a terrible mum thing where at like 4.30 in the morning, when by that point I hadn't slept yet. Oh my God. And he was like, Blue Mimi. I went, Iggy, we are going to look for Blue Mimi tomorrow. You are waking mummy up. I am so tired. And then he did that, <laughs> mummy angry. You know, like, and oh I was God. like, I'm sorry, I'm not angry. It's just 4.30 in the morning and I'm so tired. How are you not tired? And and then I got the guilt and then I that took me an hour to wind down out of the guilt. So like, oh it was just so bad. God. It was an absolute clusterfuck of a night. It was terrible. I've never seen the kid with bags that rival fucking Chanel <laughs> <laughs> under his eye. Like so many people comment, oh, his eyes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kid didn't sleep, pulled an all-nighter. Oh, my God. Anyway. So that's where we're at. So still no blue Mimi. So what about the next night? Like, how's it going? So I, ch- I now I'm on the chat, the gentle parenting. Okay, I need to like get on his level and yep. explain. Look, we don't know where blue Mimi is. You can't remember where you put it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your fault. It's your <laughs> fault, kids. It's your fucking fault. Victim blaming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no one took it from you. Yeah. You're the one who lost it. We've got it and on you're video. the one who's keeping everyone up. Yeah. And mummy is beside herself. Yeah. She's on we, the brink do you want to see the footage? It's your fault. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, and you haven't thought about running over another blue one with a car just to, like, you know. It's not, it won't work because he's got – I know because I've offered him up other Mimi. Mm-hmm. So where we're at now okay. is I said, okay, mint green Mimi, closest to blue Mimi. Mm-hmm. And we love mint green Mimi. And he goes, I don't love green Mimi. And I was like, okay, but for tonight, can you just try? Just fucking try. Please, mate. Anyway, begging you. Do you know what I saw him do last night? I, I came and checked on him before I went to bed and he had scrunched up the doona. I've never seen him do that and snuggle it into his face because oh. normally it's Mimi on his face and he sleeps his head on it. It's like the smell. Anyway, I was heartbroken for him. I'm still heartbroken for him. But is he sleeping? He slept last night, but only because he hadn't the night before. Oh my God. So he's playing catch up. Like he pulled an all nighter, Revs. Shit. Yeah. Did he have to go to daycare the next day? Yeah. Did he do all right? I don't know. Oh my God. Oh, brutal. Anyway. Did you have a toy like that as a kid? No. Did and hubs? Well, this is, it's so good that you brought that up because so many of our DLs are mm. like, oh, my God, if I lost my mm. insert cute mm-hmm. toy name, mm-hmm. Rara, my blankie or my whatever, Boo Boo, Mimi, Bobo, I'd be devastated. And mm. I was like, hang on, I'm looking at your Instagram profile. You got three kids. You must be in your 30s. <laughs> why why are you still so attached no it's a thing no i know yeah but i am i a cold-hearted well d- yeah we know d- that bitch but- <laughs> no, but hang on let me throw this back to you did you have a thing yeah i had snowy what was snowy is this like a bear yeah white bear where's snowy now my mum has it in a box yeah yeah she's got it but actually i got bullied on a school camp in year five and these bitches took it from me and <gasps> hid it and i was beside myself and I, I knew it was immature to be mm. to be upset but I was beside myself and it was like the mean and they bullied me systematically for like three years but it was like the meanest thing they did in that whole time was stealing snowy yeah I was like you bitches we we're in Bathurst it was freezing and I cried myself to sleep without snowy got it back got it back dobbed yeah. on them didn't I oh, you got her. <laughs> got it back yeah it's in a box at my mum's house somewhere oh. but it was devastating it was like yeah even though you know it's like ridiculous mm. it's it's those comfort things I, I would I would struggle to go to sleep without my earpods now airpods what are they called yeah AirPods. you know my headphones mm. I've like gotten myself into a pattern of needing a podcast to go to sleep Same. even when my partner stays over I still put in a podcast like you know we've said goodnight or whatever and I put it in just to like comfort myself to sleep hubs and i are 100 percent exactly the we same. all have our little comfort things yeah. it's really cute that his is a bunny that's attached to his face yeah <laughs> like but back to snowy what i find interesting is you know you're a grown-ass adult and you're like yeah snowy's in a box in my mum's house it's a precious thing i'll revisit it one day yeah but people who still like oh they still have it still ha- yeah that was the sense to sleep of, yes huh. like, like i'm not okay. judging it i just find it- you are <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's like when people say no offense, you know it's about to be offensive. Yeah. It's like you go, I, like I'm not judging it. it means no. you're hundred percent judging. How GP I am. Does Rafa have a snuggly? She's got a few, so yeah. she's not like Iggy. She doesn't yeah. have a ride or die. Mm-hmm. Like she had Pinky, which mm-hmm. had her That's dummy. Right. But then since climbing the echelons, you know, <laughs> of importance, there's Zoe the bear, and then we've got 
pink bunny. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a few things. She's got koala in a blanket. Like, <laughs> but, So with Rafa, it's tricky. It's like when we go on holiday, she's like, can I bring yeah. eight? Yes. Isla has like, seven dogs. Yeah. yeah. On her bed. Dogs. Dogs. All, all, all dogs. All, of course, they're all dogs. They're all dogs. The and they line them up and they're like her little kennel. And, you know, like she went and went, yeah, when she went to band camp, she's like, well, obviously I'm taking my dogs. I'm like, well, obviously not. Because it'll take up your entire bag. Yeah. <laughs> you got to limit them. And I limit Rafa to three. Yeah, I'm like pick your top three and it change. It's interesting because it changes. It's, so that's how I know she. This has week a- on next top toy, <laughs> <laughs> Pinky rises <laughs> in the challenge. <laughs> He's a favorite. Oh. Yeah, but Iggy's is the one and only. Yeah, Blue Mimi. So and I, I don't know if you if you don't follow Jam on the Gram, that's kind of weird at this point. But if you don't, like Iggy's whole face includes Blue Mimi. Like I reckon if you opened your iPhone and did a face search on Iggy and there wasn't a blue Mimi, the phone wouldn't recognize him. Like he's Mm. always holding and sucking the ear of blue Mimi. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Like you need a backup. It's part of his identity. I think you need to try and get another blue Mimi. Revs, first of all. Why don't you try it? It's gone gray. So even if I got a blue Mimi, he'd be like, some black socks to start with. Sky blue. Come on. We've seen it things before. We can do this. We can run it over. We can dye it. We can stink it up a bit. Like set dress it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We can do this. We can make a skanky blue Mimi. Yeah, look, maybe it's worth a shot. Definitely worth a shot. At least try and find an old one to start with and then we can just like fuck it up a bit more. I just can't handle his sad eyes. What if, okay, would he go with a narrative? Like say you went and bought a new one. And it had a little letter with it. And it was like, Iggy, sorry, I was just so filthy. I had to go and have a bath. So I went to the salon mm. and I got all <laughs> fluffed. My I got fluffed. Anyway, I'm home now. I'm so sorry I left you for a few nights, but now I'm more clean. Can I come back to be your blue Mimi? Worth a shot. Would it work? I don't know. Worth it. I mean, I can't say he needed a bath because he has baths frequently because he gets yeah, but, that skanky. He's covered know, in He's not like going to CSI this. Yeah, like okay. if we just make it real for him. What if we film a video of <laughs> A FaceTime of Mimi at the salon and she's he, she, they. It's gender fluid. Okay, so sometimes Mimi and Mimi. She, okay. Sometimes it's he. And Mimi's like, Hey Iggy. <laughs> I'm just at the salon. This is weird. I'll be home soon. I feel like we need to cut off the director <laughs> right now. Okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I just just trying to problems you just look resigned. I am. Maybe it's time. I don't know. Like, uh, okay, yeah. What? It maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Okay, no, I, that just clicked for me. Okay, so you're like, well, this is brutal, but bye, Mimi. Yeah, my every parent will have a story yeah. about their kid. Like, Mum said for me, it was my sippy cup. Oh, okay. You know, I had this orange sippy cup that I was hooked on, and then at one point, it was like, oh, it's starting to look a bit ridiculous on your giant seven-year-old head drinking this tiny sippy cup that can hold a shot of water you know (laughs) time to let it go like there are these moments in life i don't know we'll see okay oh my god i know little bosty his little video where i say would you like to send a message to mimi and he goes sorry i know because the self-blame dude Mm. it's really full on it's full on it's like he knows he's let mimi down i know is he worried about where mimi is and what what they are doing yep Genuinely. Genuinely. I can't handle it, Jim. Yeah. I need you to solve it for me. Look, I'm going to try. I'm, I've promised him that I'm going to keep searching and I will because I know it's somewhere in the house. It's got to be. Six yeah. minutes. And do you know what? We Rebs? can't have gone far. Do you know, 
I would be more hopeful about finding Mimi if I ha- in our house pre Shelly the pantry girl. Oh, he, yep. Because okay. I'd be yep. like, this is the part where we talk about organization. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm really no, I know sorry. what you're saying because everything's so organised. There's nowhere for it to go. Yes. Everything has been decluttered. You'd notice if it was amongst the hat rack yes. or in the bay leaves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. the or the can- decanted roll-ups. Correct. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Okay, well. Godspeed and good luck to oh, me. Okay. I think Jem doesn't want to find Mimi, but, you know, good luck, Iggy. So, you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't even know how to phrase this one. I don't have time for what I feel is almost a missed opportunity of a relationship with my dad, but it's positive. Okay. So I haven't warned him about this. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast anymore, but like me and my dad are so close these days. Mm. I feel so lucky to have this really special close supportive loving relationship with my dad but it's quite new Mm. like now I need to be really clear it's not like I had an absent dad we've never had tension nothing like that it's just like you know we had a particular relationship but over the last I would say three to five years we have grown super super close I don't really know what to put it down to Maybe we're just spending a lot more time together. It's just deepened a bit somehow. It's deepened in a huge way. And I just feel like, I almost feel like I want to make up for lost time Mm. and I don't know how to do it, right? So... I think it's because like my dad's divorced and I've gone through divorce and like yeah, I so feel like you've you've connected you've, he's tra- been, you've trauma bonded we've trauma bonded <laughs> we've trauma bonded he's been so supportive mm. when I found it hard to know where to go for support I think that's the main thing is like where do you go like what do you how do you what do you seek out like what do you need you don't even know what you need it's like someone goes how can I help and you you don't have an answer mm. I think like he's just really stepped into his absolute protective loving dad mode Mm. with me and I'm so grateful for it it's like the thing I didn't know I needed it's like and it's like you know so anti-feminist I guess to be like my dad's really saved me in a lot Mm. of ways but anyway I just feel this like newfound friendship and depth and love in our relationship and that I'm, wasn't there that, previously. Uh, well, it was always there, but I just... It, no, but this level. This level. It's yeah. like new and I'm just like, I'm like, how do I squeeze every... I'm just Savor like... Savor it? Yeah. It? I'm like, how do I get the most out? How do I juice this lemon? Yeah, you know what I mean? Even just the acknowledgement of it right now, I think, is savoring it. I just think it's something that people might relate to as like, as all relationships change, as we all grow and change, right? And so often it's about luck and timing and life circumstances. Think about your relationship, you know, like it's lucky if you grow in the same direction. It's unlucky if you grow apart. I think our parents or our siblings or our, you know, people at work, people, friendships, you know, we all know you can grow apart or together with people. I just feel so grateful. I feel like I've grown towards my dad and he's grown towards me. And we have like found this really special thing. We have so many interests in common. We're the same kind of person. But I guess when I was younger, you know, he was the breadwinner. He went out and he had big jobs and he was always home for dinner at 7.30. He wasn't like a dad who worked all night or anything. Sure, he was away for business and stuff, but he was very present. But he was busy and important and had a lot going on. And also, 
I don't feel like we knew each other, how similar we were for a lot of my life. Mm. Like I think we always connected. And when we got into chats about, I don't know, fucking history or business or marketing or whatever, all these things we kind of both vibe on. It was like, cool. And we would always connect in like holiday periods, but you know, then our lives kind of went on parallel and now it's like we've got time as he's getting older and I'm in this different season to like find each other again. I just in awe about it because I'm finding as we get older, there's so many surprises in relationship and you think it's going to be like your love relationship or your friendships or maybe something like your sister or a work colleague or something. But I just really have been taken aback and surprised by the fact that it's possible to like reconnect in a mm. way with a parent. I think that's beautiful. It's cool, right? Yeah, it is really cool. I think something happens when you have big milestone moments in Mm. your life and there's a big change. And one of those might be having kids, Mm. going through divorce. Like Mm. these are all major... A global pandemic. Exactly. Mm. And I think just to refer back to becoming parents, I think it can do one of two things with your relationship with your own parents. It can either make you appreciate the hell out of them Mm. for what they did for you, Mm. or it shines a light on what kind of shitty parent they were. Mm. And you suddenly have these little people and you're like, how could you have done that to Mm. me? I look at my own kid and I think I would never want to hurt you Mm. or never want to do anything wrong by you. Mm. And you suddenly feel really let down. And the reality of how your parents were when you well, little is can suddenly dawn on you mm. in a very big, painful way or mm. in a really beautiful way, you go the opposite direction with your parents and you feel closer to them and you feel like you understand their choices mm. more. Yeah. And what I love is I think in this season in our 30s, with all relationships, they, they pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. They're surprising new friendships. Yeah. And we've talked about this on the podcast. Your kids go to school. You, f- you enter into a different phase of life. You find a new kind of community mm. that you didn't expect or plan for. And I just think it's lovely just being open. Totally. And like with your relationship with your dad, like obviously you were both meeting each other in this middle ground in a similar season Mm. and you're open to each other and you're embracing each other. But what's even more lovely is the acknowledgement. Like for me, it's just, that is mindfulness, Mm. like not to get all woo woo and whimsical and whatever. But the older I get, the more I tear up Mm. over these moments because you know, you get older, you start to think about your mortality or you become aware of your own aging parents Mm -hmm. and you go, fuck, Mm. Like time really is our greatest commodity. Yeah. And how it's can the I, gratitude practice. Yes. Yeah. And how can you savor it more? And mm. I, I just think it's a beautiful declaration of love in your relationship with your dad. And I'm so happy to hold space for that. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, it just, it's just really cool. I think to think that we have so many surprises and twists and turns ahead of us. Don't we? Like mm. you think you sort of think like you get married, you have kids, you buy the house, whatever you know, whatever those like sort of late 20s, mid 30s milestones are where you're sort of setting up your life. And there can be a period that actually for some people, and not for everyone, but for some people, definitely me, you kind of go, is that all there is? Yeah. And then what? And then what? Yeah. Like, I'm done. Am I ever going to have an adventure again? Is anything surprising ever going to happen again? Am I ever going to be excited about anything? And you start saying things like, huh, never thought I'd be excited about a laundry, but here we are, <laughs> you know, mm. and you get into this sort of state where you can feel really stuck and stagnant. And I just love now 
when life throws me a reminder that there is just so much more to come and so many weird twists and turns. And you're so right. Like be open Mm. because there's so many like jewels (laughs) to uncover. And if you invest and accept people, you know, I was at a coffee yesterday with two girlfriends and I did observe like we are in a stage now there's so much less judgment there's Mm. so much more understanding like you remember when you're in your late 20s even and you'd get together and you'd have so many opinions on people and how they're living their lives and how they're doing this and how they're doing how are they doing and you'd be skeptical about things and then we really I can feel like women in their 40s and 50s have been telling us this forever you move into a give less fucks but what I didn't expect was you move into a you do you yeah. In such a powerful way too. Yeah. And it just is so much more nourishing. Oh, totally. And exciting to like not only give less fucks, but also to have a lot more space for people's yeah. evolution. It's funny, like I'm thinking about my mum and some of her friendships mm. and she has friends where I'm like, oh, like that's curious. Like yeah. I don't understand why your friends and even my stepdad is like, oh, I don't know why your mum's friends with this person either or that person or whatever. But my mum's like, no one else has to understand. Yeah, yeah. The friendship. Yeah. It's for mine to have. Yeah. And it's our thing. And when I say our, it's like her and this friend or her and that friend. Mm. And that's the coolest part about aging is that, yeah, you give less fucks and you don't even care if it's a bond that you share that your partner might not be involved in. Like, I think that's okay as well. Like friendships come in so many different shapes and sizes and formats and circumstances. Mm. And it's just about being open, but there is such a beautiful synergy when you lean into a new friend and they lean back in, in equal measure. And then suddenly it just, it just happens so quickly. I've definitely had some unexpected friendships form when I moved suburbs yeah. three years ago and I was like god I thought my friendship cup was full yeah which is such a silly thing to say but yeah. you do like sometimes you go oh, I don't even have time for the friends that I have in my yeah, life yeah. <laughs> but that magic happens yeah. sometimes when you meet someone and you're just connected and you can't help but want to be in each other's orbits totally. and I think that's really beautiful and I love that you and your dad are connecting in that's that way. That's the thing. I feel like he's my mate. Like we've yes. got a friendship. Like he's 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 a great dad. He's always been a great dad. It's ne- we like I said, we never had tension. It's just like now we're friends. Yeah. And I really respect him and he respects me and I feel it. Like mm. he like and I think, you know, when you go through divorce and separation, like you don't you lose yourself so intensely and it's just amazing to have someone who's known you your whole life who's just on your team, you know, who's just in your corner, in your corner, supports yeah. you and loves you unconditionally, would go to the ends of the earth for you. Yeah, it's just amazing. And I'm just super to be here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it too, Renzi. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Do you think he and I could just like travel around the world for two years together? Do you think everyone would no. be upset with us? No. <laughs> and I actually think that would do damage on your relationship. No, it would be great. No. <sighs> Hear me with your nose spoon. I said, uh, hit mm. me with your nut spawn. Get it, girl. Ooh. Okay. My nut spawn was gifted to me and I'm an absolute convert. So full disclosure, I got sent it from the beautiful Lee Campbell, who you will know from the Mamma Mia podcast, You Beauty, which is, a, and she's just a beauty guru on the internet. Her Instagram is just like an absolute hive of beauty knowledge. She's 
the queen. She started a beauty brand with Tegan Natoli and it's called Brillo. It's pregnancy safe, but it's for everybody. It's so funny. I like unboxed it on my Instagram and I got mm, 75. Are you pregnant? Questions. And I was like, oh shit, should have prefaced this with no, I'm not pregnant. Wait, people leapt to that conclusion. People thought I was announcing my pregnancy via unboxing uh, a Brillo box. Oh my yes. God, stop. <laughs> oh, internet, you are so whack and I love you. It was great. But yes, no, they do all these really staple beauty essentials. Like there's a body butter, there's a lip balm that's also for uh, cracked nipples. There's an oil, there's a magnesium spray. It's, it's an incredible line. And you know, these people know their shit because they've gotten cool. What are the absolute essential six beauty items in it that we all need in our cupboards? Let's do them really, really well. They've worked really hard in the formulations. And make them postpartum and, and pregnancy safe. They're all, it's like the whole family could use them. They're all so safe. But, you know, you can also use them if you're not pregnant. They're just as good. So the body butter is... I mean, I've tried it. It's divine, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It is thick and creamy and hydrating. However, it's not sticky. It doesn't stay on top of your skin. It is. It absorbs in. It's like, I'm not, I, I hate to say this and I hope I'm allowed to say this. It seriously rivals the La Mer cream. Oh, I know. The holy grail. Uh, she I, went like there. the really expensive yeah. one that no one can afford. Like it rivals that. It's especially winter. Like get it on your bod. If you need a gift for a girlfriend who's about to have a baby, who's just turned, just turned pregnant, <laughs> just got fallen pregnant or like is postpartum. Seriously. Check out Brillo Beauty all over Instagram and everything you could, there's little sets you can buy. You could just buy one product, whatever. It's just like the packaging's awesome. Mum run, small business, Aussie, all of it, like all the good things, but the body butter freaking luscious. That's my not spun. Elite. Love it. Hit me with your not spun. Have I got a not spun for you? Oh yeah, girl. A little bit of a glow up to your home. Great. When you look at some handles that you're like, yeah, they're really boring. Yes. I really, really recommend a brand called Low & Co. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get shit from Revs. But when I worked with Shelly from the pantry girl, (laughs) she was like, she was like, you know what? She was really matter of fact with me. She was like, your pantry's shit. Like it's a shit design. It's so small and narrow. And you know, these days people design bloody butler pantries and walk in have second dishwashers and mm-hmm. god knows what i got a narrow pantry it's fine shelly sorted out it's fabulous but one brilliant ad that she made to the pantry was put a beautiful handle on it yeah we don't why want not? push anymore we yeah. want handles we want handles so low and co does this amazing range of brass handles they're called the karu pool tumbled brass handle karu spelt k-a-r-u They've got that beautiful wave in mm, them. The, it's the right tone of brass. Mm. I feel like the photos on the internet don't do it justice. Okay. Like when you see it IRL, it's beautiful. They're a really good price point for handles. Nice. Lots of different sizes. Anyway, just like a little something, something to add to your home. Seriously, it, changing the handles in your kitchen makes you feel like you've got a brand new kitchen if yeah, you do it right. Rebs did it to her kitchen yep. drawers. She added these beautiful shell handles and it just elevates it a sure bit. That, you know? Hey, make your kitchen elevated slob, TM. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's oh. a good one. That's a good one. Well, that brings us to the end of another Tuesday episode. Thanks for letting us invade your ear holes, DLs, as always. Hey, this Sunday we have a really deep DM. Like, deep. Like, we go deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot for Gemini to get uncomfortable with each other. Like, we have conversations about literally everything, but we basically were like, 
let's talk about what success means. What mm. does success mean to you? And we really challenge each other in this app and we really dig into how we really feel about the concept of success, 360 in our lives, what it means. I think my favorite thing about this chat was we went into it blind. Yeah. Like we, we had no structure or plan. We said, let's just talk about what success means yeah. because it's a huge topic and it's one we all kind of bury our head in the sand about. It's like, oh, I don't need to talk about that. But no, like really facing it yeah. front on, mm-hmm. eyes open. What does success look like and mean to you on a surface level, on a deeper level and all that stuff. But yeah, the conversation, we let it roll organically. It went to unexpected yeah. places. Yeah. Like I'm not going to lie. Really vulnerable kind yeah. of exposing places. But we, yeah, we kind of held each other's hand through it and challenged each other. And it's a really interesting chat. And if you want to think about that topic for yourself or hear what we have to say then join us on sunday on sunday otherwise we'll be in your ears on friday with a bestie hotline got a juicy one this week too we sure do bring bring love you dls love you guys have a great week bye 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 one of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast